Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 105 coming at you on this Wednesday night as we record it. Uh, Taylor, we have some interesting games going on in the league tonight, actually. We had a lot of, a lot of freaking... These guys basically tonight were like, oh, it feels like a playoff game, but we can actually feel like we can fight tonight. Right. So, um, oh, yeah, it got, it got scrappy in both games. Probably not Oilers versus Ducks. I'm not watching it right now, but pro- probably. But the other two. No, not not that one. We don't give a shit about that one. But yeah. The other well, two. no, we do. We do because I, I would like Bedard, and ah. I also need Hyman and Bouchard to get some points for fantasy so uh i was reading today that the red wings have a three percent chance of landing connor bedard so you're saying so i'm saying hmm. i know i know that that's yeah. blasphemy to a ducks fan who's trying to tank Dude. hard ducks could ducks could lose the rest of their games get dead last by like six points and they'll still look at bedard so who's who's behind him uh fantelli okay he's pretty good he's a michigan kid um and then there's a couple guys. I think there's there's realistically like two guys behind them, uh, Carlson from Sweden, and then uh, Matt Vay Mitchkov, whose dad just passed away. Um, that's some tragedy happening over there. Yeah, that's so. not good. Um, yeah, they're investigating it for a homicide. But oh, sure. um, yeah, so I mean, either way, like finishing last, the Ducks at least get a top three pick, which the top three are or four are pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh, fuck, they need it, so. In, in old fandom, we got uh, Red Wings fans, they got they got a little taste of uh, Marco Casper. Yeah, Pla- and didn't he get hurt? Played one whole game, and then, uh, it's nice. it's probably not a serious thing, but they're like, uh, we're not going to risk. Yeah, <laughs> he, he took one in their ankle, and they're like, yeah, you're shut down for the yeah, season, you're, bro. Yeah, you're done. You need, to, <laughs> you need to sit in a sauna and think about your life choices. <laughs> That's the little centerman that they drafted. Uh, Dude, he's good. Last year, he's, yeah, he's, he's really good. I'm. It, it was like that. That one game was the closest to like seeing a future roster for the Red Wings of like the the young kids coming up and finally. Bergen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, future yeah. future's looking bright, man. I uh, I'm as a Red Wings fan. You need to you need to fix some more problems on defense, uh, and and goaltending could be a little i don't know i, th- I still like huso i think i think with a better team in front of him he'll play a little better but we'll see yeah huso in my in fantasy fucking uh sh- got a shutout last night nice fuck yeah little fucker That's... no not for me oh no not good for you no sorry <laughs> sorry about that yeah you and you and uh our our resident blues expert are battling it out in the fantasy playoffs we sure are. He's got me by a little bit. Uh, Vasilevsky uncharacteristically got fucking waxed by Rangers tonight, so that helped me a little bit. And if uh, Klim Costa doesn't score all of fucking Edmonton's goals tonight, then I might have a shot. Yeah. But we'll see. Well, we've uh, we've been uh, successfully trying to piss off a lot of uh, fan bases on Twitter that are uh, yeah. anti Kraken, so we are succeeding yeah. with that and doing pretty good yeah oh yeah absolutely uh before we get too much further into this we want to remind everybody that we are sponsored and a part of the hockey podcast network we are very happy to be a part of the network and uh sharing a group with uh, so many other talented people in the network and uh cheers cheers to the hockey podcast network jump on over to the hockey pod- podcastnetwork.com and check out all the podcasts that are part of the network also 
we uh, probably probably our favorite sponsor of the show. Uh, we are sponsored by the Hub Tavern out of Spokane, Washington, part of the Anchor Alliance set of bars for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, the Hub Tavern, your home away from home, home of the beer special, beers for Beneers, or if they're feeling like it, cans for McCann, where you can get $2 beers if you are in the bar when one of those individuals gets a tuck. Does that does the does last night's count? Yes. Nice. Yes, it does. If you were in the bar, that's, that's $2 beers right there, so... Uh, what a great deal. Uh, gotta love that place. Go in. If you go in, if you happen to go in to the Hub Tavern on Monroe in Spokane, you should mention that you heard about the place from the Dusty Bender podcast. Tell, tell Dave, you, you can't miss him. He looks like Santa Claus without, without the, the long beard. But other than that, he looks like Santa Claus. You say, hey, Dave, uh, I learned about this place from the Dusty Bender podcast. Now, now, at first, he might tell you to get the fuck out of his bar. But mm. uh, but after that he'll he'll laugh and and probably even uh, give you a discount. Who knows? But kind of sounds like he would ho 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 you out of the bar. Yeah, it's fucking exactly right. Now now if you do enter with that, say you're with the you learned about them from the Dusty Bender podcast, and then followed it up with you're a Red Wings fan. I I can't. You might be greeted by some other fellow Red Wings fans in the bar, uh, but but I can't promise that Dave will allow you to stay in the establishment. Just a couple moans and groans. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He'll... So real quick, I, I, yeah. before we yeah. get too far yeah. here, how do you look like Santa Claus, but you don't have a white long beard? He's got a white. That's he's... the only thing you can think he's of. He's got the mustache, a white my, white oh, mustache, okay. and his build is very Santa Clausy. Classic. Yeah. Like a classy Santa. Yeah, he could definitely he could definitely rub his belly and go oh oh oh, and you you oh. you'd buy it. Oh. Yeah, and then probably get socked. Yeah. Oh, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. He'll he'll follow up with some sort of dirty joke, which <laughs> just makes it even better. I mean, that's just free entertainment when you go to the hub. You're gonna get a a long list go. of dirty jokes. There you go. I like dirty jokes. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, in addition to just uh, ca- casually plugging the hub tavern, uh, they also have a special event coming up on Saturday, May sixth. The hub is hosting their annual point oh eight run. Come enjoy this down and back fun race. This year's theme is the Big Lebowski. Mm. Pre-race pints and stretching at noon with an official 1 p.m. start. Registration fee of $30 gets you an event tee, two hub drink tickets, and $5 of each registration will benefit the Northeast Com- or Northwest Community Center. Registration forms are available at the hub. Um, very cool i have never participated in this myself but i do have friends that do it every year and they usually they usually do a photo dump afterward on their facebook and it looks like an absolute fucking riot i can't quite make it i'll be playing a pretty prestigious golf course around me so okay okay yeah that's the only day I'm the 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 putt putt down the road yeah yeah uh, it's like top golf but it's uh yeah it's pretty cool it's mini golf tournament all the, big, all the yeah all the big wigs are gonna be there all, all the all the who are the big names in mini golf big names in mini golf uh <laughs> sir putts a lot um you know just some of the some of the big guys tiger I mean, putts you know yeah tiger tiger mr putts tiger tap it in yeah there's gonna be like every single person there is just named tiger <laughs> 
<laughs> you walk in, they give you a badge that just says Tiger right. Wells. Right. Yeah. That sounds fun. That's good shit. Uh, and last but not least, shout out to Fire Chief John Miller, who has been a longtime supporter of the show. Uh, Miller, we love you. And uh, hey, man, if you're listening, maybe you should grab my hockey net and bring it over this way. Oh, called out. <laughs> it's like, it, that's like the fucking Pacific Northwest, like North States yeah. way of basically like borrowing a tool. <laughs> hey, bud, can I, have my, can I have my net back there? Hey, could I get my shooter tutor back? You've had it for a couple weeks now. <laughs> He's too busy. You also have my, you also have my fucking sander. He's too busy saving lives and putting out fires and shit. What the fuck? What is a job, dude? I don't know, man. I just, I, I just recently have refigured it out. Yeah, you're still, uh, you're still just, on that bum life. I was, I was yeah. living the bum life. So, I did get paid um, a total of <laughs> like a hundred, and seventy bucks for jury duty. Nice, holy shit. Yeah, no fucking man. I was twenty one bucks a day or something like that. Mm. Is that taxed? Probably. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, my unemployment's taxed too, right? So, like, hey, you're not working, so we're going to give you some money, but we're going to take a little bit back so you don't get all of it. (laughs) Oh, death and taxes, man. Yeah. And in your your neck of the woods, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. I didn't, while we were up at the game, though, I didn't see any human feces. Wow. So they're cleaning it up a little bit. Wow. Making progress over there in, uh, in Seattle world. Sure are. Speaking of Seattle and that world, the Seattle Kraken. Sure. Uh, this is a hockey team. Yes. Okay. Uh, they play out of a place called Climate Pledge Arena. Not not too mm. not too uh, not too happy about the name of that arena, but you know whatever. Uh, yeah, fuck them trees. Fuck fuck them trees is the <laughs> our last episode. Might be a little confusing if uh, you didn't no with no context you might not understand, but in any sure. case. But you yeah, you gotta listen to that. Episode. Yeah, go back and listen to the episode and you'll understand what the fuck we're talking about. Uh this is a hockey team and uh they've been playing Okay. A little better. Yeah, they've been playing a little better of late. Yeah. Uh since we've last talked to you, they've played what? Three games? Four games? Four. Four games. Yeah, three and three and one in the last four. Okay, okay. So yeah. let's uh, let's 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 kick it off. What are we? What are we looking at first, Taylor? The first game I apparently got kicked out of. Um, <laughs> man, it, honestly, like it's it is really fun to fucking go to those games. It, people's energy, like they don't. People have no fucking clue what hockey is no. when you go to those stadiums, but. It's just so fun to hear them, like the buzz. Uh, one of my favorite moments, I was calling Martin jo- So Jonesy was in net for uh, for the Ducks game. I was calling him Jonesy. Mm. And I had multiple people sitting around me say, it's Jones. And I just, I literally, yeah. I, I argued the first lady. And I just said, I understand. I was like, I've been playing hockey my whole life. You I just put a Y on everything. the end of it. Yeah, I just it's Jones E, it's Wells E, right? Uh-huh. Like, like, and then I had one other guy. I was sitting in line at the beer line, just kind of bullshitting, and uh, one other guy gave me a little bit of shit for calling him Jonesy, and I, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> and ended it there. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it again. I could not fucking explain it again. 
And, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were wearing a Kraken jersey to this game. I was wearing a Kraken jersey. So you're jersey. arguing with fellow Kraken fans. There, it's not. It's not like you're getting aggression because you're a, an away fan. Exactly. Fuck. Exactly. I was there with two Ducks D- Ducks uh, supporters, oh, those, but those, I, those I, they weren't. They weren't with me. It was just bizarre. That is I. Yeah, so I basically, uh, you, you were, we were kind of talking about this a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I decided, I, just, I decided to test it because I've worn the winning jersey, the team that's won all, all the two games before I had gone to, I had worn their jersey into the stadium, uh, or or bought a jersey and wore it the rest of the game. Uh-huh. Um, and so I said, you know, Kraken need the points more than the Ducks. I, I didn't want the Ducks to win. Right? right for Bedard, right. so I was like, let's test this out. So I mean, you know, not really a great game to test it out because they were going to beat the Ducks no matter what. But uh, yeah, three for three. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with those yeah. results. That's right. Uh, so you could pretty much copy and paste our last analysis of the Ducks game onto this one. Uh, mm-hmm. You you were there in person. You might have seen something that I didn't on the on the on the the national feed. But uh, the the Ducks are a bad team. The Kraken are not, and they are supposed to win these games handedly, and they did. Yeah, so coming out of this one, I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, I actually wasn't impressed with the Kraken's game. Um, it just, I think they pl- they played down to the Ducks level. The Ducks didn't have Terry or Zeke. That so. happens around this time of year. And that'll happen, right? So, they, they, you know, so it was a little, little bit of a fucking gong drawn show. out game. Yeah, it was oh. a little bit of a gong show. But I basically like you know, um, it's just you know, ducks are bad, yeah. and the the kraken I think just were like oh no Zegris or Terry either like who the fuck do they even have, um, and so they they kind of play I know the shots were pretty lopsided and stuff but really not a lot of dangerous chances mm-hmm. for the kraken uh, so you know you obviously want to see I mean they definitely dominated some zone time and stuff like that but uh, I mean really I mean I mean really they let the ducks in it for well over half the game you know it was two two one and even when it was two zero wasn't like it was that you know out of hand and that's usually how the kraken win games though right like they don't they don't sure. have shock and awe where they control they, they it's 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 like death by a thousand cuts or like slowly strangle you know like right you don't you don't win because we've got a star that breaks in and we have amazing play we usually win because we've got zone time and we just wear wear you the fuck down yeah no, it, it really, it, and that's exactly it. I mean, you just, you watched it. it I, I think I think they probably, yeah, a lot of factors go into it. I, I just wasn't super impressed with their game. The other thing that made me laugh was uh, goal three, which essentially sealed the game, right? right. I mean, it's 3-1. It's late the game, 3-1. Uh, you know, a decent roar from, from Climate Pledge Arena. The empty netter, however, mm-hmm. was an absolute fucking party. <laughs> For some fucking reason, and I was dying laughing. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself from not laughing. Maybe we're. Maybe in, I. It'd be one of those situations where I think maybe we'd have a little rivalry broom with the ducks because we've played them quite a bit. Sure. Um, we might actually have a rivalry broom with the ducks if it weren't for them. You know, in you know, tank, actively tanking and probably going to be bad for at least you know another one to three years. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know if they get Bedard maybe as early as next year, that that could be more of a rivalry. Uh, if they don't get Bedard, you know you're still looking two, three down the two years down the road, two, three. But I mean, you think about the young younger guys that they have on the Kraken, all right? And and the Ducks are going to kind of be coming up right around when the Kraken should we're gonna, be expecting. We're going to be living in a world where Shane Wright and Connor Bedard are be skating against each other. Crazy. 
unreal. Well, yeah, well, prob- probably. Most not. likely. The Ducks, Ducks won't win the fucking lottery. They they have terrible luck with it, but. God, the Red Wings do, too. Yeah. When was the last time the Ducks drafted first? They don't, they have never drafted first. Really? Yeah. Okay. They they had, they got last place in the Crosby draft year and ended up with Bobby Ryan. Okay, well, I mean, that worked out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, until he found the fucking booze. Yeah, this, 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 don't, make no mistake, this is a pro Bobby Ryan podcast. I, the, I, the dude, it, I've never met the man myself, but I have met so many people around him and they're like, dude, if he just got his shit together, he would have been one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was you know good second pick, but yeah, um, but yeah, I think overall it was just one of those like you got to win it. And they did, you know. We walked home. I w- I lost my buzz because I was fucking driving again, you know. So um, couldn't even call. Couldn't even get belligerently drunk and argue with people about fucking Jonesy versus Jones. Uh-huh. So which which just ruins the whole thing, you know. Ruins Why the whole even go, fucking day. You know? Yeah, like, what am I going to be there for if I can't fucking get in the fight with another, like, a, a, another Kraken fan? Right, right. Like, what am I doing here? Holy shit. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, not much to go into the Ducks game, uh, but it was, but, uh, you know, always a good time to go to the CPA. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah. All right, next game up on the docket. What do we got? That's L.A. Okay, so this was, this had been circled on the calendar for quite a while for a lot of Kraken fans and a lot of L.A. fans, too. Um, good measuring stick game and, uh, kind of a, a, you know, a scale of how, because the odds of us playing LA in the playoffs now are, are minor. Um, we're basically slotted into the top wildcard spot unless Edmonton or LA decides that they just want to tank for the next couple games. Um, so it, it, it's looking more and more like we're not going to see them at least in the first round, but this is, this is a solid playoff team that's on the rise. So depending on how you play against this team is kind of a good measuring stick of how you're going to fare in the playoffs. How do you think we did? I, I personally I think I think the Kraken actually outworked the Kings. I agree. Um I actually I really liked their game. It was just an unfortunate, you know, uh I mean, you know, Copley had a had a nice game, right? Yeah. So um you know, another thing, another, yeah, another thing to, to kind of take away from this is, is another power play goal, which I, a few Kraken based fans on Twitter have kind of been commenting that their, their power play is starting to, you know, at least won a game, right? I mean, that's, that's all you fucking ask from them. That's really right? all we want. Like, that's all we want. And, fuck at this rate, really... any one every other game. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, look. yeah. So, I, but, but you're right. It was a good measuring stick. It was a, Look, if we see you for seven games, the only way you're going to beat us is if this kind of game happens four fucking times, sure. right? You know, it was just it was kind of one of those like, hey, we, you know, we, we can we can keep pace with these guys. So, um, yeah, I think just a couple like I think I think it was number two. I think it was the 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 second goal for the Kings. Just just weird, yeah, just fluky, funky shit. Yep. Um, and then they had a, they had an empty netter, I believe. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically, real, basically really, a two-one game. Yeah, basically, basically a two-one game to where, you know, uh, they just couldn't quite figure out Copley and 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 couldn't get a couple of good bounces like the Kings got, and so, um, yeah, seeing them in a game, a seven-game series, I, I, you know, 
I wouldn't be too concerned. I honestly think it would. That's a game that could easily go to seven, just just being able to compete with that team. So I agree. Like that um, was it was. In yeah. fact, if you could you could make an argument that we just got goalied. Uh, we did out sure. we did outshoot them. I would say the probably the the deeper stats say that we probably had more zone time. Um, I I don't know. I I think that you know I know it's a loss. Like that sucks, but it's one of those losses that you can you can put your head up and you say like we we played a good game. And if we play that game, you know, three, four, five more times, we'll we'll come out more often than not. Right. You know, I, if, I think if it, we play like yeah. that. Yeah. Another interesting thing from this game was um, the 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 time on ice for the D pairings. Mm. So I do feel I feel like Susie and, and Schultz are starting to get a little more ice time, mm-hmm. and and I do think you and I were kind of discussing it. I think podcaster too. He's your. I mean, I everybody needs to be a fan of this guy right now. Who? Uh, Susie. Oh, Susie. Yeah. Well, you know, but uh, so him and Schultz are playing better together. I think they they had a. I think they they were minus a couple on this game, but I think in general, right, you're kind of starting to see Hackstall play with those second and third pairing D yep. to basically say, look, how are we going to limit Alexiak and Borgen on the ice? Well, we got Schultz and Susie. Let's see if they can do something about it, right? So I think I think this was a really interesting game and, and one that, shit, I, you, you know I'm happy about it. Right, right. So maybe, maybe Carson Susie and Justin Schultz are... are- you know, maybe you can think of them as the second line pairing now. Yeah, I think I think you could probably go two A two B okay. kind of thing, right? Whereas like you know, um, and and not <laughs> more more or less three A and three B, if I'm being honest with you. But um, yeah, I, I think it's it's just good to kind of you know get Alexiak and Borgen off the ice a little bit just to just to even things out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think also these games were. I, I think it's the first time in a while where I haven't been, in free, like in like this game was not a bad goalie game. Yeah. Um. I. I mean the other, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. There's there's a few that we could probably want back. Um. Definitely Vancouver. We we were falling into old habits, but we'll get there in a second. Um. Yeah. I I, I think that this game was. It's one of those you can walk away where. I, you're not you're not worried you know i'm not sitting here going like oh fuck like this is gonna be a problem when we make the playoffs like we just got dummied by this team that is going to make the playoffs and is just as good as a team that we will probably meet in the playoffs mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know yeah. i i yeah it sucks we lost but i'm not it it doesn't give me the there wasn't anything egregious in this game where i'm like oh we are so done yeah. We are so done in the playoffs. Like it's it's first round exit immediately. Like those games where like I honestly in the in the 4-2 win against Vancouver, not to skip ahead, but I god there are streaks of that game that make me more worried than this loss. Yeah, true. If that makes any sense. Very so true. um jump to the next game, taking on the Arizona Coyotes. I think it's the last game of our homestand. Yep. Uh taking them on and uh Kraken weren't fucking around. No, they they basically decided that they were just going to pad the fucking stats for the end of the season on this one. Might hey nasty. hey every goal's four counts sometimes when it when it comes down to tiebreakers. It's true. So uh, yeah, eight to one I believe was the final score. Mm-hmm. This was a, an absolute ass kicking. Um, 
I honestly told myself at first that I wasn't going to watch this game because I knew it was kind of going to be this outcome. I didn't know it was going to be that bad, but yeah, uh, yeah, this this was just absolutely rough. I, the Coyotes are just bad. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I was kind of digging into this situation a little bit. Uh, they they the Coyotes are trying to figure out their goalie situation for next year, um, and so they this pro Prozvatov or mm-hmm. if it's, I don't know if that's how you say it. He apparently had gotten dusted the game before, and and their coach said, "You know what? We let's see how you bounce back." <laughs> he did not bounce mm-hmm. back, so he got absolutely crushed. Uh, and yet, you started to you started to see a little bit of the the Coyotes. I mean, Coyotes have some big bodies. They have some yeah. guys like O'Brien and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have some guys that'll throw a little bit. Uh, so we started to see that at the end of this game, getting a little chippy. I think it was I think it was uh, Spronger or. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Sprong. Yeah, uh, Sprong got just put put down to the ice. It wasn't as egregious as no. I I I started like seeing the Twitter and I was like, oh fuck, this must have been real bad. It wasn't that bad. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, you kind of started to see some of that chippiness of a eight one game. Yeah, right? and Coyotes are known for this too, right? Like the last couple of years, they've just been getting dusted and then. They get pissy when they get dusted. God, I from a from a purely hockey skill standpoint, watching that game, I think the biggest standout to me is fucking Keller is a real deal, man. He's Keller's sick. He's fucking good hockey player. Yeah. If he gets even a a little bit of support, uh, that kid's gonna do great things in this league. I mean, that Michelli kid's gonna be fucking good too. So yeah, yeah, yep. That's no. a good point. Yeah, good good game from the Kraken to basically. You know, I mean, yeah, you lost to the Kings the last game. You really didn't. You played pretty good, but you needed to. You just needed a fucking a punching bag. And well, and and in games like these, that the, the ability that you have to do, like it's worrisome. Like if the if they squeaked out a win against the Coyotes, you know, sure. um, or lost to them, like fuck, or or lost Calgary. to them, right? Right. Well, Calgary, fucking, I, they can pull they off. Better. They can pull off a an. an a, Definitely needed game against Winnipeg tonight. They just beat Winnipeg three one, which gets them closer to leapfrogging Winnipeg for the final wild card. Right. But uh, yeah, they they dropped that. Fuck that Chicago game's gonna haunt them. Sure will. That very very well could have been the game that kicked them out you, of the playoffs. You can't drop a fucking loss to the Chicago Blackhawks at this time of the year when you're trying to make the playoffs. You just can't. Um, but yeah. So going back to this coyotes game uh i think the only other notable mentions in this game are i think jared mccann jared yeah. mccann plays his 500th game puts up two goals 36 and 37th of the season respectively you think he hits 40 three. i mean they play the coyotes again three goal uh, he needs three goals in what four or five games five games five games i think he can do it I mean, they play the Coyotes, I think, two more times, right? And my and he could do I, it in I, one of those games. He could, yeah, he could fucking hit forty, and he could have a Hattie in the next one against Jeez. them. They're fucking garbage. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, so yeah, uh, kicking the shit out of the Coyotes, and thankfully, uh, the end of the season schedule for the we'll, we'll get into that after the last game. So, final game uh, happened last night. We're recording this on Wednesday night, so Tuesday night. Uh, taking on the Vancouver Canucks on the road. Uh, pick up their first win against the Canucks at Rogers Center. Uh, cool. A 4-2 game. And on the surface, that sounds good. But there was some concern here. I think there was an empty netter. Yeah, so basically a 3-2 game. Uh, you know, 5-2. Oh, 5-2. 
Okay, 5-2. Uh, there was some concern in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. The Kraken falling back into old habits. Tell, tell me if you've heard this before, but our one of our goalies... Go, whichever goal i don't even need to tell you which name like it's it, it doesn't matter at this point because they both do it <laughs> within the first five shots we have we are now down two zero mm-hmm. this is this is a reoccurring tra- so much so that I, I texted you i was i was actually watching this game in the lobby waiting for my beer league game to kick up and i texted you, i was like let's just play shut down hockey and force like eight to nine shots from outside the zone and then after that, then we can start playing. Yeah, yeah. We just have to get past that, like, five to six game barrier, or five to six game shot, or five to six shot barrier. And then <laughs> and then we can start playing hockey. I, you know what? Sounds like a good fucking strategy to me. I, it's, it's, it's better than, because the strategy of having to dig out of a 2-0 or even sometimes 3-0 hole when you're only five to eight minutes into the game, like it's just brutal and it just keeps happening. Like why can't these guys get going at the beginning of a fucking hockey game? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, talking about this game, the first goal, I think it, I think, I think this was, I think it was boring. And I, I, I keep just falling back. That for, for clarity. And for, if we still have any, Drew Bauer fan like stands listening to the show. Uh, this was Martin Jones in this one, so mm-hmm. not picking on your boy Drew Bauer. Yeah, but I so it's just another case of our defense not clearing guys out in front, right? I mean, like PD PD just got better positioning in front of fucking the net. Then I, I I believe it was Borgen. I I watched it a couple times, but I'll have to check again. But so one of the def, one of the six defensemen, right? I got a fucking you know. 17% chance, whatever the hell it is. Right. Right. PD makes a fucking nice play. He really does. I mean, it was a great goal, a, a sneaky little one between, you know, I think I think he went between his legs and then between the defender's legs into the empty net. Really, a, like, just what PD does. PD is a good fucking hockey player. Mm. But he shouldn't have that. He shouldn't have, you know, any sort of space in front of those goalies. They need to get cleared out. You obviously don't need to fucking two-hand chop him or fucking cross-check him, but you got to clear him out. I mean, we have big D. There's big D on this team. And they just don't, and PD PD makes him pay. So, um, you know, another one that I just, it doesn't matter who's in that. It doesn't matter if it's Jones or Grubauer. That one's going in because I think it's more of a defensive lapse than anything. I mean, Kuzmenko deked the fuck out of somebody right before that pass to PD too. (laughs) So, I mean, it was just like, you know, ah, what the fuck are you going to do? Uh, the second one is is weird. I I, I want to blame it on the the D or the back checker a little bit, but um, Jones just basically took all shot and was like, "Oh, th- there's no way he's gonna pass it across to the guy that's fucking wide open." So I I do blame Jones a little bit on that one, but I think I think in general, again, it's just I think it's the team sleeping again, like we've talked about. I think it's more of a team aspect of of them just kind of you know, oh, another hockey game. Who would have fucking? Who would have thought we're we're out here again? Got eighty two of these. What the fuck are we doing? Right. So, uh, but yeah, another really slow start for this team, and then all of a sudden, something that could really bite us in the playoffs. A hundred percent, because because teams better than the Vancouver Canucks aren't going to stop it too. Nope. No, thankfully the Canucks did, 
and we were able to climb back into this game, which it's it's funny. It, this is always like a backhanded compliment for the Kraken because in order for us to show some of our greatest strengths, we have to allow these. Like <laughs> our resiliency is amazing. Oh, that's like I, that's it's one of the greatest, it probably top five greatest things like attributes of this team is our resiliency is incredible. It is their best quality. Okay, that's I mean that that's a yeah. bold that's a bold statement. Like yeah, I I like their four lines deep, but being able to put the put the you know basically brush off those two goals that you just let in because you were fucking still napping from your mm-hmm. pregame, right? right? Be able to just walk out and score five unanswered, like that's just. You know, but yeah, you don't want to get in the hole in the first place. But that, I mean, that is pretty, that will, you know, two goals down. That's really not terrible. No. You don't want to do it in the first fucking uh, six minutes, I think is what this one. No, because it, because for any other team that usually sets a tone, mm-hmm. like that usually sets a tone and more often than not guys now in the playoffs, there's a little more resiliency and you know, any lead is not safe, but yeah, it, it, you can, you score those quick goals that has an opportunity of taking the wind out of your sails and kind of setting tone for the rest of the game the kraken rarely seem affected by this like it's almost happened so much that it just (laughs) we can do it again right like they're they're (laughs) so used to you know two a two goal lead is is not insurmountable to them right which exactly you shouldn't go down to in the first place but right but but if you do able to overcome it is it it's a testament to the team it really is. And, yeah, Yanni, Yanni Gord getting him started, you know, to go 2-1. We were talking about it a little bit before the show. But, I, I mean, it's it's nothing special. No. Would would Thatcher Demko even have made the save? Probably. Uh-huh. It's fucking Connor Delia. But get pucks on the net, Connor right? Delia. They yeah. they know, you know. Just, just shoot it at the net. Good things can happen. Um, you know, you might get a rebound. You, you know, any, anything can happen. And, and he shot it and... Uh, I know it's probably one Connor Delia wants back. He's he's definitely you know. <laughs> now that's a name I have not heard in a long time. Yeah, and you probably won't hear him ever again. Oh, he's I... gonna he's gonna Mike McKenna you, probably. Oh Jesus. Um. Yeah, but I mean, just just a good just a good response, right? You know, I think it was three or four minutes afterwards. Looks like so. Um. Yeah, good good response and one you got to get, especially going into the locker room, mm-hmm. right? You know, you get that one in the last five minutes of a period, you, you have a little more spark, and then you can kind of carry that into the second instead of just, oh, we're down 2-0. God, it, these guys again, god damn it. Right, right. So. Yep. No, I get it. Yep. And I, and again, we're, we're talking, we're, uh, this, is a, this is a term that... Uh, or the the host over at Sinbin, he picked up from somebody else, but uh, bum slaying. Mm, mm-hmm. This is this is a good term that I like. So the Kraken for the uh, the schedule, their end of the year schedule is very friendly. Um, they are they're going to be doing some bum slaying the last five games. They do not play really anybody that has any sort of motivation to do well. I could be. I mean, t- tell me I'm wrong. No, I think I think you're right. I think you know you're going to see a lot of. I mean, you might see some guys that are trying to make the team, but more than realistically, those are on the third and fourth line. Our next game, final games are Yotes, Hawks, Yotes, Jesus, Knights, Knights. 
Those last two will be kind of fun, though. Those last two are like, okay, let's let's gear up for playoffs, right? Like you this, think... that should be a playoff atmosphere. Do you? Okay, so uh, we'll talk about that later because that kind of that kind of leads into uh, the age old uh, argument of do you rest players before the playoffs? Uh, Let's talk th- about it in a second. Yeah, this this it's a controversial subject because in the past, it the answer always usually in the hockey world is absolutely fucking not. Right. But nowadays, it's it's kind of come around. Anyway, we'll we'll get back to just finish up on the Kraken's uh, Kraken last game. Uh, yeah, they, this is a game that you expect to win, kind of maybe a little less expectations because with Vancouver, we're starting to see that a Vancouver has always kind of had the Kraken's number, mm-hmm. and b that 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 cross you know border rivalry is starting to kind of shape up which mm-hmm. to our delight you know we we've, right. we've been we've been hoping that this was going to happen and it seems like this is finally coming about like it's i think teams that each team genuinely gets pissed off when they lose to the other yeah so and the, and they've been a little better under Tockett. yes yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to finish up on this, really, I mean, you know, the resiliency was the, the obviously the underlying factor here. Brandon Tanev, absolute fucking snipe. Jordan Everly, absolute fucking snipe. Uh, good goal from Jade Schwartz. I don't know what the locker room is and like the situation down there, mm-hmm. but man, I, there's an argument to make Turbo captain. He is. It just from an outside perspective, he looks like the heart and soul of this team. Sure does. I. I. I think. I, there's a reason we've seen this this jump from the team this year, and I think there's a guy with the initials MB that have something to do with that. Mm, so. Okay. Uh, so I think that's probably probably where my captaincy would go. But uh, yeah, and even in and Maddie did get a did get one too to kind of cap it all off. So yeah, overall it's it's like you said, it's one you got to win. But they they did it, you know. Um, I, and I and think... Jonesy Jonesy looked good realistically. Yeah. Oh, he had it. He had. I mean, other than the two stinkers in the beginning, it was. And they weren't even really stinkers, but you know, it's gonna look bad on a goalie when you get two quick goals back to back so early in the game. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Especially on this fucking team that we we do it constantly, constantly. Yeah, yeah. So in any case, we um, like to. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll need to save the uh, the captaincy argument for the off season because I don't. Mm. I'm not necessarily convinced they give Maddie the C next year. I I don't get me wrong. Matty Beneers will be the captain of this team. I'm not saying that he won't be. But I think... How old's Tanev? 33? 32? Probably 32. I think he was 32. Uh, so he probably has aged a year. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. Holy that's fuck. just That's how my fucking brain just thinks. God damn it. Yeah, so uh, I think that that's where mechanic. There's an argument to be made that Tanev takes a team-friendly deal, and if he gets the captain, I, I don't know. I just I feel like may, maybe the on-ice production isn't well. Then again, man, he's fucking playing really good right now. It's 16 G notes. That's I mean that's nothing to balk at, and the fact that this team we need to shout it out again. I think I saw the recent uh, shout out to the um, oh the radio station guy that is super cool on Twitter. I think his name is Mark. Maybe I could be wrong. I could probably pull that up. It's right in front of my fucking face. Uh, Mike Benton. Mm, there you go. Mike Benton with uh, uh, 93.3 KJR and Kraken Audio Net. Uh, this guy, this guy is like the best like beat reporter for the Kraken yeah. I've I've found. That doesn't do commentary. He just you know just writes. This writes, is what it is. Yeah, he just writes the Kraken. Um, 
he made a post that I believe off the top of my head there are now five players. Uh, four four skaters for the Kraken now to 20 goals this season. McCann, Benares, Sprong, and Schwartz. Bjorkstrands one away. Yeah. And and Berkey would be there if he hadn't been out for the whole fucking half this season. Oh yeah, easily. Easily he would be there. So you could you could say that we've got, you know, six six guys that are capable of twenty goals, seven possibly. Um it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. it's a testament to the depth of this team. Hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Uh oh, yeah, so real quick on that, let's talk about uh Berkey real quick. He was recently spotted at practice in a red non contact jersey. Ooh. Progress. Someone's gonna hit him. You think so? <laughs> as soon as, as soon as you as soon as you put that fucking normal practice jersey on, nobody knows who the fuck you are. Elysiac just runs him over. Nice hitting. Just crushes him. <laughs> oh shoot! You told me to start hitting. Yeah, not me. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goon. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, so Berkey's on there. Uh. I'm, uh, you know, it's good to see him. I, I think we kind of called this early on that they're going to sit him until the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Maybe he gets one game in, you know? Like, maybe he gets that second of the back-to-backs with Vegas. But I don't. They're they're going to sit him for... If, if the injury is as serious as they think it is, which I think it's been reported that it's groin. Yeah. Any Anytime that anybody says groin, hockey players just go, fuck. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I can feel it fucking ripping right now yeah. just thinking about it. But the fact that he's on the ice is a positive sign. Good thing. Um, it, you've you know you've got a few weeks. What are we looking at? Two, three weeks until the playoffs? Uh, just one, man. Just one. Did the playoffs really start that quick after the end of the season? I don't know if I I don't know if necessarily it's going to be right after, but it, there's not going to be a huge layoff. I mean, there's. Cracking up five games left, and we're Wednesday of this week. So True. I think it's, yeah, I think so next week, two weeks, the regular season ends up. One and a half weeks, something like that? Yeah, one and a half, okay. two. Okay, so, I mean, I, I would assume that they're doing everything they can to rest him and rehab that and get him ready for the playoffs, um, which is good, which is good. We will we will take that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, they're, if he's feeling confident they try to get him into one of those Vegas games to maybe get him into playoff mm-hmm. ready mode. Um, yeah. It's all based on the player. You know, we've we've seen players that come back from injury and a shell and are shells of their former selves, and then we see Kucherov come back and fucking just immediately light the lamp. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe he's just itching to get back on the ice and and get going again. And boy, we would we would absolutely love to see him back on the back on the team. I mean, you hold him out till the playoffs, and he has been ready to go for the last two weeks. He's gonna be fucking itching. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, so absolutely. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those things where they're just being overly cautious and rightfully so. I mean, he's he's their most offensively talented or, or capable player. I mean, he's played. You know, his points per game I think are still the highest on the team, right? So, uh, you know, he is he is that guy. But uh, but yeah, no, it'll be good to see Berkey back. Berkey's a man. I'm definitely excited for it. He's going to be uh, rotating out, which quick shout out to uh, Froden. He's been kind of stepping up as the team has been suffering from injuries. And yeah. uh, I think he put up a point in his last. Nobody yeah, yesterday. I mean, we don't really, do we, do we really expect anything from Froden to, you know, light the world on fire? No, I think he'll be in the box. I think people that follow Coachella pretty closely will probably expect him to, 
you know, who knows? Who who knows what, what the the casualties are for free agency and stuff next year, right? So there's a good chance he could plug in potentially, but he's not more than a third liner, I don't think. Sure, fair enough. All right, well, I think without further ado, we need to jump into some playoff talk. We'll start with the Kraken first. But before that, yeah, we got we got to talk about some basketball again. We got to discuss a little bit of basketball, Chance. Mm-hmm. Tell me so, about it. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about. Uh, actually, let me tell you about this this site. Okay. This uh, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. That was a tongue twister. It was. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Pretty sweet deal. I need that. I need something like that because I lose a lot. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I again, I haven't been following the NBA too much. The coolest thing I've been watching that has some sort of relevance to the NBA uh, there's a golf documentary of J.R. Smith, if you know who that is, who he basically got pushed out of the league. He kind of pushed himself with his attitude and stuff uh, and decided to go back to college and to get start more knowledge? A, to get more knowledge and you know, then go to Mars, get a few candy bars. Right. And uh, – Basically, got exemption to to play on the golf team there, so he's trying to play a like a you know jump from NBA over to kind of a amateur golf career. So, super interesting documentary, but that's really the only thing I've been following with the NBA. So, you think Elon Musk wants to go to Mars because he thinks there's candy bars there? Probably, yeah. There's also probably very fertile uh, ladies there, and that's why. Whoa. Are we are we are we talking like we're approaching like Captain Kirk territory where we're hitting on green women? Probably. I mean, he he has said multiple times that it's his duty to repopulate the world. That's so. right. His his alone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really <laughs> ugly. Um, you know, just <laughs> uh, who knows? Super but. brilliant, though. You know. Yeah, like smart, but super ugly. Yeah, well, you know, you can't. You rarely have both. You know, that's right. You can't. can't, It's it's either one or the other. I mean, we're anomalies, so we are. That's that's definitely. But yeah, but yeah. All right. Uh, So so download the app now, the DraftKings app, and Mm -hmm. sign up with the code THPN, like the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet five dollars on the NBA and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with the code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Taylor, what was that code again? That is THPN. Okay. All right. Just making sure on that. To Hockey Podcast Network. Yes, sir. That's right. Love that shit. All right. Let's jump into some playoff talk. Yeah. So, as we sit here and we stare aimlessly, you ever, you ever, you ever pulled up the NHL standings and you just stared? I uh, I stare at it a lot for goals for per game and goals mm. against per game. But yes. Okay. Yeah. I I stare I stare at it and create imaginary scenarios in my head. 
He start yelling at it. <laughs> like, oh, the Detroit Red Wings have 79 points right now. The Islanders, the bottom wildcard spot, have 87. Detroit just wins out. <laughs> if Detroit just goes on a fucking heater. If Detroit just wins out, and then and then there's a bus crash Ooh. in Buffalo. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> We got a shot, boys. Yeah, we got... Uh, so, uh, staring at this right now to, to finish up our Seattle Kraken talk, uh, the Seattle Kraken, as of recording right now, have a chance to clinch their very first ever NHL playoffs berth. Uh, they will most likely be taking the top wild card seed. Uh, have that pretty firmly in hand. I think as of last, Money Puck had them at, I think, 99 98 percent chance of making the playoffs Mm. something something like that uh i think it's all they have to do is they win and they're in right yeah i believe they win on uh, tomorrow whatever they play next tomorrow i think i think if they win that game i think they are yeah i I think it's a win and in situation uh with with how everything just shook out tonight Mm. and and the night before uh i think i think the chicago chicago beating calgary really helped them out yeah because I would put them at ninety six, and Calgary with three games left, and they must they must have the tiebreaker. So, yeah. yeah. So I think I think I think you're exactly right. So if they win against the uh, the sad sad little Houston Coyotes, um. <laughs> so the good news is is that uh, as as we've previously mentioned, uh, the Kraken are kind of lined up to do some bum slang on the way out before meeting Vegas for the last two games. Um, Honestly, if they split those games, those are, I don't know. Vegas might be sitting people. We can get into that. Um, we're looking at making the playoffs. And the odds of us jumping up into the top three in the Pacific, not not impossible, but probably not probable. Uh, you, need Edmund, the, you need the Kings to lose. Yeah. Kings are oh, Kings wow. are six three and one in their last ten. Uh even if they play five hundred hockey all the way out, it's 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 just not enough. So odds odds are that the Kraken will take the top wild card spot, which means they will be playing most likely the winner of the central division. Now also that's not written in stone. I mean Colorado could go on a heater and dethrone Vegas for top of the the conference. <laughs> but Vegas there is six two and two in their last ten. They're not playing terrible hockey. I don't I don't see that happening. So yeah. uh most likely Seattle will be playing the top in the central, which is a very interesting thing because there's a three way tie for the first in central. Mm-hmm. Uh it's going down to tiebreakers at the moment. So Colorado with ninety eight points in seventy six games, Dallas with seventy seven games, Minnesota with seventy seven, all at ninety eight points. Uh crazy. So let's let's go off of personal bias first. Taylor, of these three teams, we're assuming right now that Seattle takes the wild card spot. Of these three teams, who would you like to see the Kraken play? Not who you think they will. Who would you like to see them play of these three teams? I would like to see them play Minnesota because if they're able to beat Minnesota, it would just justify so much of my hatred on Twitter. And I'm super petty, so okay. I'd love to see them just beat Minnesota, flip them the bird on the way out of the rink, and move on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for some reason, 
uh, I'm going to go with Dallas because yeah. I think Dallas has some inherent, I don't know, I just, maybe, maybe I just can't believe that they're good. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a thing? Whereas I feel like Mark Andre, well, then again, flurries can be pretty waffly in the playoffs. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of split on this. It's tough. Uh, for some reason, I feel like we match up well with Colorado. Hmm. I don't. It. it let me explain on that. Colorado is a team that's powered by a few. Guys. They're deep. They're. Don't get me wrong. They're deep. I just feel like how our style of game is useful. And it's kind of like how when Vegas plays Colorado, how Vegas can kind of neutralize Colorado's threats. Mm -hmm. I feel like our team is kind of set that way with just our play type. Whereas with Dallas, I don't know. I just, the matchup is different. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind Dallas, and the reason I wouldn't mind Dallas is because I know some Dallas fans that they. Oh others. well, yeah. Uh, another question before I get to who you think it's going to be. Uh, do you do you see us as not underdogs in any of these? No. Okay. And I, and I agree with you. I think that even even if it's Minnesota somehow, um, odds makers will probably still put us at a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been talking up the Central all year, right? So so why would they stop now and pick a team from the Pacific over a team from the Central? Right. right. They're just they're going to do it no matter what. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you could argue, in fact, I would make the argument that uh, Dallas is... See, this, this, here's a sneaky argument right now for Dallas. I'm not saying it, but you could argue it. Dallas is fake good. Mm-hmm. They are currently second in that division. They've lost 35 games. Mm-hmm. But 14 of them are in overtime. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're up there. Like, if you take those, and, and same with Minnesota, they got 10 overtime losses. That's just, I don't know. It, it's hard to translate OT losses into, you know, if, if you throw them in just the normal loss category. I don't know. Colorado's record, they're they're good. Like 46, 24, and 6 is nothing to balk at. Yeah. But I think 42, 21, 14. Like 14 is a lot of fucking overtime losses. Yeah. I think if you were to do the same thing for Seattle, right, they have technically 34 losses. Yep. Right. So, I mean, you're matching up pretty good against Dallas. I think, you know, Minnesota has 33 losses, right? So it's just you're kind of right in there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I think, I, I think you're right. I think, I think Dallas is, isn't as good as their record shows. But. Maybe that's the point that I was circling around is that maybe, cause I asked you the question, are we, un, are, are we going to be underdogs to all these teams? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think my argument is that against Dallas or Minnesota, it's more even than bookmakers might make it. I agree. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I don't mind playing either of those two teams. I just, I, I think you said that the that Seattle matches up pretty good against Colorado. Even with, you know, Gorgiev and Ned, I know he's had a decent year, but 
even with him and net like man they're just so deep yeah. on the other 18 or you know 18 players right yeah. so i just they're they're just a little scary to me to the point and they're eight and two in their last fucking 10 right so they're Pretty solid they're getting hot in the, at the right time at the so look at well i mean let's try to we can we can do some extrapolation here so colorado's final games sharks kings ducks oilers jets predators so yeah i mean not the easiest schedule but not too bad you know they're not playing like boston or something um you know sharks and ducks easy but the kings are going to give them hell oilers are going to give them hell winnipeg's going to be fighting for the fucking playoff lives and well maybe nashville will be out of it by that point but if there's any chance they'll need that game so a, a decent schedule uh we'll we'll see how that goes uh dallas dallas is taking on well, that's weird i forgot the flyers were a team uh the, <laughs> i thought they just stopped playing i thought they, <laughs> they just pretty much did i thought they just gave up like they they're just like we will take the forfeit of the rest of the season we're uh, tired yeah uh stars are taking on flyers vegas the red wings the star uh the blues and then the blues again so i mean the flyers i forgot that they were playing the knights still might try to you know stick their dick into something and and show that they're the big boys the red wings are actually playing fuck you hockey you know they have nothing to lose but it's a bunch of young guys trying to prove themselves and they've actually been playing decent and and they and they know they're not making the playoffs and then the blues have been i think they've been kind of playing their own brand of fuck you hockey too kind of yeah so those could be scrappy games yeah it's not those aren't easy by any means no i think blues are blues are gonna try to play spoiler against everyone they play in the central oh yeah so oh yeah absolutely benny's gonna try to fight everybody yeah oh god I, I love i people hate him i fucking love him so much not not like love him because of like i like of his actions i just love the player like the fact that you know like people hate brad marchand it's like i fucking like that's what we need we need fucking excitement in this game you that's can't because you can't have heroes without villains man that's because those were the kind of players that you and i were we were we were the little shitheads so that's very true but you, I, you, like I said, you can't have heroes without villains. And if you don't have, you know, a Brad Marchand or something like that, or you don't have a Tony D'Angelo, you can't have somebody that goes and, you know, fights him. You can't have a Ryan Reeves. Right. And at one, and depending on whose team it is, that's that's a villain for you. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure Washington Capitals fans will fall head over heels for Tom Wilson when the fans of the other 31 teams think he's fucking hot garbage. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's you. You hate him until he's on your team. That's right. That's right. Uh, Minnesota finishing out the season with games against the Penguins, which is going to be vital for the Penguins. They need that win, so that's going to mm-hmm. be tough. Blues playing fuck you hockey. Chicago, which for some reason they have reasons to play. It's an easy win for the Blackhawks, right? <laughs> uh, Winnipeg, damn. And then the Predators, damn. Minnesota's final stretch is... Not a great, yeah. Not not necessarily hard teams, but teams that have a lot on the line. Yeah. Like, their last two games are against teams that are fighting for their playoff lives. They're going to win all those games except the Chicago game. Probably. 
That's just the way fucking the world works. Probably. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Um looking at how how are the Minnesota doing their last ten? Six two and two in their last ten. Okay. So pretty good. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, that Matt Boldy kid's something. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh honestly, I don't necessarily and I want your thoughts on this. I don't necessarily mind Seattle staying in that top wild card spot and not moving up because I don't want them to play Edmonton right now. I don't want them to play Edmonton. I don't want them to play Vegas. I don't want them to play Colorado. So Vegas is mildly beatable. I just Edmonton's a fucking Oh, they're a wagon right now. They're it's fucking just, ridiculous. They're they're hitting they're hitting hot right at the right time. Yeah, they're nasty. Um McDavid's just gonna drag this team. It's not even dragging anymore. So, yeah, they're they're white hot, and that's that's definitely a good thing. Which I guess we could. We yeah, we'll talk about Edmonton in a second. So, wait, so, I want to talk about I want to talk about Edmonton real quick. Okay, go for it. Zach Hyman with the fucking third goal mm-hmm. is gonna keep the speculative Flyers within an arm's reach. Nice, good for Zach Hyman. That's why he did it. Yeah, he knew. I texted him. Taylor needs this. Taylor needs. You know what? Let's go get him a goal, boys. Right. Let's let's fucking do it for Taylor. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking right. That's right. Uh, Okay, so looking at looking at these three teams, I I mean, I agree with you. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be a Kraken fanboy and say that you know we're we're gonna pull off. We're, we're stacked up against these teams and we're going to do well. Like these, each one of these teams is going to be a difficult challenge. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see that for a second, but the thing is, is that I, I am hopeful that all three of these teams, it's not going to be a situation where Colorado just runs away with it. Like Dallas and Minnesota don't, what they would much rather play Seattle than the other team. Does that make sense? 100%. Yep. 100%. So all three of those teams have strong motivation to win the central. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, that's why we're not counting out any of these teams. Yeah. Like, it, all three of them could be potential first-round fights against the Kraken. So, we, I mean, obviously, when we finally know who we're playing in the playoffs, we'll do a deeper dive. But uh, I, I just... I think Minnesota, we've got a better shot of winning than Dallas and then Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I but think... A, yeah. Oh, I, I think I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Dallas or Minnesota, but hearing the schedules, which I think is, like you were bringing up, is, a, is super important. I think Colorado has one of the easier ones. Yeah. And they're the they're the better team of those three. So I think there's I think there's a good chance that that's who we're going to play, and that kind of sucks. But, but like we've said, right? I mean, the Kraken do have some depth. I think their D and their goalies have obviously been the question marks all year, and uh, Nathan McKinnon can He's and and Miko Rantanen, who is one of the most underrated players in the fucking league, could easily, easily just hone in on that. Uh, so yeah, Colorado is a tough matchup, but I think I think the Kraken, you know, the Kraken could figure it out and get a little hot. And um, man, if they beat Vegas two games in a row, who know? You know, their 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 heads are in the right spot. Let me let me give you. I'll I'll, I'll throw a, a bone to our. Kraken stands that right. won't listen to reason and just want sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Last ten games for the Avalanche, five four win over the Senators, five four five one win over the Red Wings, five zero win over the Hawks. 
Uh, loss 5-2 to the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Beat Coyotes 3-1. Beat the Coyotes 4-3. Beat the Ducks 5-1. Lost to the Wild 4-2. Ooh. Beat the Stars 5-2. Very confusing there. Mm-hmm. Beat the Sharks 4-3. So I would say probably eight of those eight to seven to eight of those teams are outside looking in teams sure so i mean and we're when the season ends we're very much probably going to be looking at a record for the kraken very similarly where it looks like oh shit they're just killing it in their last 10 when in reality you and i have been sitting here talking about their last 10 have been bum slaying very true you know the three of their last 10 are going to be the coyotes so that definitely helps pad stats. Unless the Coyotes just fucking turn it on. Right, but I, I think that they've <laughs> I think that they've Right, but that. that's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, I understand. So no, I, I see that. And obviously we'll do a deeper dive, like, you know, line by line, that kind of thing, sure. analysis when we know. But uh just looking at that, I'm it's we'll put it this way. I'm not pessimistic. I, I actually yeah. am optimistic about this matchup. I, I will admit that we are most likely the underdogs in all three series, like gambling odds wise. But I'm like looking looking at let, let's let's throw one more like golden ray of hope in all of this. There's four wild card teams that are gonna make the playoffs. In the East, it's probably gonna be Florida and the Islanders. Looks like Pittsburgh's kind of given up. And if not, we'll throw Pittsburgh's name in there. In the in the in the West, we'll throw Seattle, Winnipeg, and Calgary in there. Okay, of those six teams, of those six teams that I just named, which one of those has the best shot of pulling out an upset against that number one division seed that they play? I would say it's the Kraken. Pro- probably the Kraken. And ju- just odds, like I'm not even talking like matchup to matchup. I'm talking like. A- we get what at least one wild card upset a year. Yeah, yeah. I would say at least one, and it's probably not coming from the east. It's. <laughs> I'd bet my left <laughs> nut. It's not coming from yeah, the east. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good guess. I would definitely say that that's not gonna happen. So if it's not coming from the east, and I highly doubt that Winnipeg or Calgary are gonna beat Vegas. So odds are that at least one out of four, you know, I, I, I think I just, if I had to pick a wild card series that I'd be the most optimistic where I had to pick an underdog to win of those four, I'd pick the Kraken. I agree. And I think, I think one of the things that also plays into it is like first playoff, right? Expansion team. CPA can get fucking rocking. Yeah. Right. Like I just, there's a lot of things that actually play towards the Kraken having some momentum. Um, and just imagine them beating Vegas the last two games of the season. They're going to have some fucking confidence. Yep. You know, so our, even splitting those games, I think, it, you know, winning that last game of the season, beating beating Vegas, right? I just, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think all three of those teams are going to are going to be very cocky about, you know, it's the crack and we're going to fucking walk them. And uh, there's a, not, you know, it's not David and Goliath like, Tampa versus Columbus a couple fucking years back, right? It's it's much closer of a matchup with all three of those teams yep. than than that. So, yep. um, yeah. In fact, I'd argue, looking at the West, you know, setting right now, I think 
I was about to say that there aren't going to be no bad matchups. I don't know. That that second wild card spot, whoever plays Vegas might get dummied. Sure. But even, I don't know. You know, if Calgary slips into that second spot, I, I think they could make it a series with Vegas. Yeah, match up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, You know, it'll be a situation of, like, they get in and then they can, you know, Huberdeau can come alive and that kind of thing. Um, Winnipeg, I don't know. Hellebuck can only steal so many games. Yeah, I if, didn't if, like... if the offense doesn't show up. If if we get Winnipeg from the first two-thirds of this season, shit, that's going to be a great series. Yeah, I did not like what I saw from them tonight. No. So, no, uh, they look even, very upset. Even though Hellebuck is the better goalie over Markstrom, fuck, man. It's just, you know, there's just almost, it's almost no way... I don't think Winnipeg could beat Vegas. I just no. I don't see it. So no, I I think they'd probably get a game or two, but that's a sure, sure. All right, let's uh, we so as we as we kind of buried earlier in the show, uh, the Dusty Bender Podcast Twitter account has been doing a very successful job of uh, alienating other fan bases. Yeah, uh, we 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 like to get into it a little bit. You know, it's always it's always friendly Twitter arguments. Yeah. And, uh, well, we we make it kind of friendly. It's right. the other other folks. They, they might be really upset, but we but we're it's all in good fun, you know. On Twitter, it's 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 like a hockey locker room. You you make fun of the guys that you love, and uh, it, there's always a mutual respect among hockey fans where you know that you're going to talk shit about the other person's team. Sure. So in this case, uh, we got into a little bit with Pittsburgh fans, but I think I want to focus on Edmonton fans mm-hmm. because that was the one that generated a, a pretty significant response here. And uh, we, we actually minorly disagreed yeah. on, on this situation. So uh, we kicked it off was uh, me throwing out a line that I know pisses off Edmonton fans. I, yeah. I, I might've been trolling. A little Tried bit and true. This. Yeah. I was, I was, I was trying to troll a little bit on this, but I threw out the line out there that if you can, Shut down McDavid and Leon, you shut down the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Which, in my defense, has has been the case in previous years. True. And I under, I, I know where your arguments can come from, but I want to hear it. So get, tell me why this statement is not accurate. Give, give me the case for the Edmonton Oilers. The case for the Edmonton Oilers is Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to be their third 100-point player. Okay. And that, that to me, is important. Um, I think, you know, I know they've had – they had Hyman last year. They had Kane last year. Uh, and, but they saw more success, right? So it wasn't just McDavid with, you know, insert random forward name here. Right. Right? So it was more – you know, they, they had a little more success with that. So – I still, I know, you know, I know a lot of the Oilers fans are pointing towards, you know, 10 plus goals from third and fourth line guys. A lot of teams do that, okay? 10, yeah, 10 goals for good teams that's on the third and fourth lines isn't anything special. It helps. It definitely helps to have that depth in the playoffs. Um, but you're not going to convince me that Clem Costin is going to be a better player than even fucking Ryan Donato, Daniel Sprong, more. Well, he's really climbing to the top of your shit list right now. Oh, dude, you know, <laughs> it, not as much, not as much because Hyman did get the last goal. It's probably a fucking empty netter. Still though, he took the first two. Still, that cocksucker had two fucking points tonight. <laughs> I needed, I needed one assist for Bouchard. What an asshole. 
Um, yeah. But so, so to me, that that's I think I think where the argument falls a little bit. I think you know a lot of these really good teams do have a good third fourth line that a lot of their guys have more than ten goals. I mean, the Kraken even have that right now. Uh, you know, so I I don't think that that's quite the argument. That's that's what you're always going to get from pissed off. Edmonton fans, but right. I I think personally, I think where they are better is Ryan Nugent Hopkins having a nice season again. I mean, he's he's played pretty well the last couple of years, uh, not hundred point well, but he's played pretty well. Uh, Kaner Hyman, you know, you, you throw Yamamoto in there to to kind of just maybe figure it out, turn a little bit of a page. He's getting more of an opportunity. Uh, you know, he he just he's one of those guys to me that can easily fly under the radar on on that forward group and and have a nice postseason so um i think the other side of it is we're starting to see evan bouchard right so their defense is better they have they have a nice uh darnell nurse you know i'm not a i'm not i don't buy it but um he's he's okay i i think i think they they overvalue him there in edmonton from a a fan standpoint Mm -hmm. um and you like that you like the chippiness right so Mm -hmm. uh I, i don't i don't disagree with that but you know, bringing an Ekholm, right? It's just a better team. I think their their goalies are still a little bit sketchy, but I, I I don't think there's quite that. You shut down McDavid and Drysidle, no one else is going to do anything. I think they have a little bit less of that this year, mm-hmm. and so I, I think th- those are kind of my reasons there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jack Campbell is still a fucking liability. So who who knows, right? But I think I think it's definitely more so this year with the way. A lot of that forward group is played, but um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is, is RNH is finally having a fucking breakout. So, okay, all right, I I will I will accept some of your points. Okay, in the general sense that I agree with you that the Oilers are now deeper than they have been in the past, and that the McDavid Drysital duo have more support than they have in previous years. Mm-hmm. What I what I will. Because the original point was that if you shut down McDavid and Leon, you shut down the Oilers. Mm-hmm. So let me let me p- put this question to you, Taylor. Would Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Hyman be having the years they have if they were not always playing on a line with arguably the top two best players in the world? I'm definitely not. Okay. I mean, the, the, the reason that R&H is having his season is because Connor McDavid has 150 points right. or something stupid. I totally I agree with you. And, and that's, I'm, I'm not taking away from the fact that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a great season next to Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. My point was that if you remove those individuals, if you neutralize them, if they, if they become non-factors, if, uh, Who's that one guy on the Kings that like Gallagher who like is famous for shutting down Connor McDavid? Was it Gallagher? Brennan, it wasn't Brennan Gallagher. Maybe it was, it was somebody else. Like it was, it was a series where Edmonton just got totally upset because this one player's entire responsibility was shutting down Connor McDavid and he was held to like one goal in the series. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the player was, any Edmonton Oilers fans listening to this show will immediately know who he is because they have a have a have a voodoo doll of him that they <laughs> stick pins in at night. Good. So, <laughs> I love. I could have swore I love, it was Brendan Gallagher, but I could be wrong. No, Brendan Gallagher's been with uh, Montreal for a long time. God, maybe who? Maybe it was somebody with fucking 
can't remember. Any case, Truba? No, that can't be it. I don't know. Anyway, my point, going back to my original tweet, if you shut down Connor McDavid, like if you neutralize him, if you make him a non-effect on the ice, my argument is that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is not going to be able to step up and even remotely fill the void. He's not depth scoring. He is good, or he's having an elite season because he's skating with Connor McDavid yeah. or or Leon Dreisaitl. So what I'm saying is, is like if you neutralize Connor McDavid, Nugent Hopkins becomes a slightly above average player. Yeah, which I, which I, is I, the Achilles heel of that team. Like all the goal support, even like. Yes, obviously the majority of the goals goals come from Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but my point is that even the goal support is partially influenced by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So yeah, sure, you can get depth scoring from Evander Kane or Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but if the person passing it the passing them the puck was Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid, and you remove them from the factor, if you make them non-effects, if you just, if you get a guy whose entire job is to stop Connor McDavid, my point is that that team comes becomes significantly less good. Oh, and I, I don't disagree with you there. Okay. Because, because basically what ends up having to happen is Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Zach Hyman have to become the play driver yep. for that for that line. And that's that's a tall order, right? So I I don't disagree. I think I think if you I think you look across the league, right? And you look at the top centers, you look at the top two centers. You have a guy that can shut down the play driver, right? Doesn't have to necessarily be the center, right? Jump over to Boston, it's Pasternak, right? Right. Um, you know, as long as they can they can uh, you know eliminate or shut down the play driver on a specific line, there's a very good chance that that line is going to struggle. I think I think where it differs a little bit is RNH is actually we've seen a little bit just from some of you know some of his games and stuff like that. He's actually got his confidence up to the yeah. point where if this were to happen, I think RNH, you know, could I mean he was a fucking I think he was a first or second overall pick. Sure. Right. So like he is a play driver as well. Is he the is he as good as McDavid? No, no one is. There's literally not a person in the league. You can't even look at Leon Dreisidel who gets shadowed by McDavid and say, yeah, he's as good as McDavid. He's not. He's not as good of a player. So there's nobody that can replace that. So I, I, I do agree with your point there. I'm just saying, I think, you know, especially in a season series, if you're able to shut down those two, I think you look towards, I still don't even think Evander Kane is technically a play driver. I think that's why they have Kaylor Yamamoto on that line is because if Kyler. you can shut, what? Kyler Yamamoto. Did I say Kaylor? Yeah. All right, it's just getting fucking late for me, dude. <laughs> It, you I still thought have Taylor Yamamoto. I was like, is that his brother? Yeah, I, I grew up. I grew up playing with both of them. I should know this. That's what my kid's name would be. Taylor Yamamoto. Yeah, middle name Yamamoto. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but what, so I think that's I think that's why Yamamoto's on that line is because in the case that Leon Drysaddle does get shut down, does get fucking hurt again like he did last year, and has to basically play on one leg or whatever whatever his injury ended up being. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yamamoto can can do that, whereas a, a Jesse Pugliarvi, the reason he didn't have success is he's not a play driver, right? So that guy gets shut down. 
Yamamoto and, and Kane, there is there is kind of a, a play driver on that line still, and also a goal scorer. So I I think they're you know I I do agree that it's it's definitely going to hamper them to shut down if a team's able to shut down those two guys. But I think I think especially the way that those top two lines are built, I I think I think you know they could still definitely be super competitive, especially against the Kings team. Well, I, I'm not taken away from that. Like as I as I prefaced, I I think this is a deeper Oilers team than we have seen you know in recent memory, for sure. I just, it's like, I'm even sitting here going, like, if you shut down Connor McDavid, that first line becomes significantly less dangerous. I'm more worried about the second line. You know, say say your entire focus is on shutting down Leon Dreisaitl. Evander Kane is still a dangerous threat. Sure. And, and Yamamoto can pull out some secondary scoring, too. Like, I'd be more worried about that, whereas, I don't know, Hyman, Hyman was always that third man in Toronto. Yeah, like he was always on a line with Matthews and Marner, or Matthews and Tavares, or Matthews and Nylander, mm-hmm. you know, or some combination of that. Where that's a complete line, and he's just there to you know get pucks bounced off of him, kind of thing. Right. No, not saying that he's not he's not a pylon. It, Zach Hyman's a good player, but I just I, I think if you get a defensive defenseman that knows what they're doing, and his entire job is to shut down Connor McDavid, which we have seen in the past it can it can be done. I know that's weird to say. He's the best player in the world, but it can be done because they've because it has been done. Mm-hmm. We've seen it done before. I'm just worried that 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 is going to be the Achilles heel of this team. That being, I I'm fully admitting that this team is deeper. You are getting more depth scoring than you have in the past, but is it more than any other team? No. No, you're not. It, it's your third and fourth line scoring right now is not anything. You know, it's it, it's fine. It's passable. It's good. It's it's depth scoring that you would should expect on a good team. But it's not like you're not getting you know astronomical numbers from your third and fourth lines. You're getting standard third and fourth line numbers, and I understand Oilers fans see this as an improvement because it is because you have not had depth scoring right. Like you haven't had third and fourth line scoring in the past, so I I get it's I'm not not recognizing the improvement. I'm just saying that once this team hits the playoffs and you actually get you know assignments and you've got your best players playing best players and you actually design your team around beating said team, I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know we'll see. It's LA. It it seems like LA and. The Oilers are destined for another rematch, which is going to be sweet. Yeah, I love that the old Gretzky rivalry. Not that not these these players care about you know Gretzky getting traded from the Oilers to the but you know but fans care about this kind of stuff. I mean, LA has some young kids on the team that might not even know who Gretzky is. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but but this is you know the, the the history of these two teams. You know the the great one has played for both these teams, and he kind of made their name with both these teams. So that's kind of cool that they're going to be rematched. Uh, might be some bad blood from last year too. Uh, it'll it'll be a good it'll be a good series. I, I'm excited to watch some hockey this year and see that. In fact, you know even with not the you know the playoffs series is not necessarily set in stone we already know a few of them and god it's already looking like it's gonna be a great fucking playoffs yeah yeah i i i think matchup wise philip Deneau is gonna have his fucking hands full Deneau, i think that was it 
Dano. Dano's only been there a little bit. I know, but Dano played against him. Oh, in, last year. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Philip Dano. Is like is like he's like the scourge of Connor McDavid. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. So yeah, maybe maybe that's God. This that guy's gonna get a fucking payday. His entire <laughs> your entire job description. Stop Connor McDavid. <laughs> Got you, coach. Right. He's like the only guy that could do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not bad. I, hey, I'd put it on my resume. Fuck yeah. Defended best player in the world. Car salesman by night. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit, but yeah, no, I'm, 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 I definitely, I, we just, we just, we got a lot of hate on Twitter from that, and I fucking, uh, then you get, you need to understand, if you're a Dusty Bender hater, that only fuels us, okay? You're literally providing us with content. Right. We, we love to shit on you on our public, fucking show. This is what <laughs> we do. Like, why are you, why are you, why are you asking for this? It's literally like someone tried to rap battle Eminem, who has a fucking movie about him rap battling right, right? he literally like, just he, he like he i think he like you know how like really paranoid right-wing gun nuts they're just like i want somebody to break in just fucking do it just fucking just fucking it. kick in my door i wish i just want to fucking blow you away like that's that is <laughs> that's us but with insults on our show just like oh please come on come on please somebody and then even the penguins fans bit a little bit those fucking dummies we're literally fishermen. We're Twitter fishermen. Pittsburgh, fuck. Good luck. Good luck with that when you guys trade off Crosby in a year. Pricks. That'd be so sad. Or Crosby gets traded. Yeah, I'd be sad. Yeah, I'd be, be sad. Uh, I was listening on a on a show that's gotten significantly better since uh, one of the hosts that we hate left. Mm. Um, that they were talking about the it's not going to happen. But should they do it, trade uh, Hellebuck? Mm-hmm. Because this team, like, Shifley is probably out. Um, Wheeler's getting older. Wheeler's getting older. Uh, you know, th- this team is... You can make an argument that this team is not on the up and up. It's it's on the downward trend. And Connor Hellebuck's only got one year left on his contract. Do you think he wants to sit on this team in his golden years? So, you know, there, there's, there's, there's... They will not trade him because it's the NHL and they're paranoid. And they just like, how could we possibly trade one of the best goalies in the league? Um, but, fuck. They were even laughing about, uh, he's a Michigan boy. Guess who, ne- guess who could use some goaltending? Detroit could probably use some goaltending. <laughs> so, could the, so could the Kraken, but what, about, what do I know? No, but we've got, but we've, well, I, yeah, we're, we're fucked. Uh, unfortunately, on that front, we're fucked. Like, yeah. we're going to ride out Grubauer until... You know, probably his second, his last year or second to last year, and either buy him out or trade him for hella cheap. Um, so we're stuck with Grubauer for probably another two, three years. Jones, on the other hand, is is like he's likely not long for this team. Yeah, I think, um, well, because I think Drieger signed a three year, so he's yeah, for sure there next year. It's it's if it, and if it's not Drieger, it's Dackard. Sure. You know, I, either one of those goalies have shown that they are good enough to backups and that's essentially what jones was signed for um that 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 still goes off the premise of we're we're hoping that grubauer finally becomes a starting goaltender get get him some d help and and if he still can't fucking do it then then we then we got a real big problem 
Yeah, yeah. Who do we who do we go after in free or in free agency this year? Fuck man, I don't know. Defensemen and free agency, there those are always a hot commodity in the off yeah. season. I think we go after Chikrin. Yeah. Yeah. What's he doing? Let's try, try to get him back. <laughs> Dude, we're we're we were kidding. We we meant to put in an offer. We just it got lost in the mail. Yeah. God damn it! We'll we'll see. Is I wonder if we've got any defensemen down in Coachella that are worth a flying fuck. I don't know. Uh, Furcus had a nice goal, or I think he had a hat trick. Nice. So they got some forward help. So maybe maybe what they do is they got to move a forward kind of thing. You know. Oh okay. Yeah. I see. I mean, we do. We definitely do. I was seeing uh, somebody was posting a WHL prospect that we have recently that that put up a nice goal. Uh, I think that's Furcus. Is that yeah? That's what we're talking about. Yager. Something I don't know. Jagger, Mick Jagger, yeah. but he does he have the moves like him? I mean, if he's got three fucking goals, he does. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I I think I think the especially with Francis's stubbornness to get rid of any draft picks, uh, we're definitely going to have some player depth for sure. Um, it's always that risk, right? Like sometimes you can fool GMs into just blind draft picks because you're like ooh, you know like if this is an opportunity you could be somebody really good whereas prospects like they're either more valuable than picks because like you know what they are and they're good or like you drafted them and they're never going to leave the whl yeah so me, it it's always that risk you know let me throw this wrench into your fucking plans my nethers in your nether region you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball Michelli was a fourth round pick in 2019. Okay. I mean, you can find them. Some some guys just take, a, especially some of those smaller guys, they just take a little bit longer to marinate. You know, you got to leave them in the fridge in the Ziploc bag for at least a couple years, and then, then they're ready to rock instead of just toss them into the fucking fire. Like Kako and Lafreniere. I, I honestly don't think there's any rhyme or reason to this. Like, I it's... Like first round picks sometimes are, but it, it's, I think there's a lot more randomness and unpredictability than like, sure. and like NHL stat guys would like to say, like yeah for for every first round pick that has gone over well like Connor McDavid or something like that, there's a fucking you know it's to this day, talk to NHLers that still have long memories. Who do they say of all the NHLers in modern history, if not ever, had the best hands? Pavel Datsuk. And Pavel Dotsuk was dra- drafted like 171st overall. Yeah, I think that that's that's more to do with like there there wasn't as much sure not as much fucking coverage for one, but even even you know analytics and stuff like that. So I I do get that. I mean we're probably getting closer and closer to the like those later rounds being absolutely fucking worthless. But yeah. at the same time, you never know, man. I mean that's a fourth rounder who. People very pop well. up. Yeah. Yeah. Very well, Michelli. If he had played a full season, you know, I know there's, you know, he, he would have got fatigued and stuff, but very good chance he could be beat. He could be ahead of Beneers, right? Well, if he had kind of continued with it the way he's been playing. So who do we got? I mean, it's who's in the pipeline for the Kraken? You got obviously Shane Wright is all but destined 
to make the team next year. He fucking better. He better be. He better be a third line. How's he doing in the OHL, by the way? I So it's funny because I've been following their playoffs a little bit, and yeah. they're down three games to none. Is he doing anything? I mean, he had a decent season. He's just more of a second line, needs to focus on his defense and, and shut teams down, and the offense, will, the offense will be there opportunistically. Yeah. Right? Oh, he de- he definitely. That he is. We talked about it when we drafted him. Like he definitely looks like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, he 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 looks like the kind of guy that like the coach tells him to back check and he tells him to go fuck himself. I don't play defense. He fucking side eyes him on the way. Right. <laughs> like the, right. Like the he Canadians table. Whereas like Connor Bedard is becoming like that one. Connor Bedard said the line that every uh, you know that 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 uh, Fallout four meme where it says everyone liked that mm-hmm. okay that meme applied to when bedard basically is like i don't get care if i get drafted last overall i'm just gonna help my team yeah and like every hockey fan's like thank you like no one wants the nba where like oh i better be i better be drafted first it's like and that was the kind of the mentality that shane wright had yeah you know, like we we kind of created this narrative of like, oh, you know, he's spited by the Montreal Canadiens now, and he's trying to prove himself, and blah 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 blah. That in in the world of hockey, that just doesn't go over well. Yeah. But whereas Bedard's comments of like, you know, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be, you know, playing hockey and spending my life playing my game that I love, and whatever team I go to, I'm gonna help them be better. It's like, oh, thank you. Nuts, nuts were busting all over the hockey world. Oh, absolutely. We love that type of shit. Like yeah. guys that are team players. Even you know, I understand that Taze is a controversial guy right now, but that guy's got three cups under him. Listen to every single one of his Stanley Cup speeches. It's we and this team, and it never. It's never him. You know. Yeah, and we're and, and we're bored. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right exactly um i'm trying to pull it i just pulled up his elite prospects but it doesn't actually give me stats which is infuriating oh there Who's we go that? Okay. shane yeah shane yeah. um so he played oh, man okay so he's played 20 games with the windsor spitfires 15 goals 22 assists like it's nothing to balk at i mean nothing nothing to call home about but still pretty good pretty good see what so this is what the Ducks saw with Mason. Did you ju- did you just say that that thirty seven points in twenty games is nothing to balk at or nothing to cry, call home about? I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not crazy. There's mm-hmm. kids. I mean, there's kids in that league, especially the OHL, that are that are doing some stuff very similar. Sure, but I mean that that's what an elite player would put up in the OHL. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree. I think. I think what honestly jumps out more to me with his stats from this year is four goals in five games with Coachella. Mm. That, to me, says that he, AHL is where he should have been this year if he wasn't in, you know, if he wasn't junior eligible, essentially. Oh, I I don't disagree with that for a second. So my, I think my worry on that is that he, he ends up going to Coachella next year. I don't know if he can. What? Really? Yeah, I think there's like a eight. There's like an age thing or something. I don't know. We should He's probably 19. know. This. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying is I think he has to be a certain age. So like Olin Zellweger for the Ducks. Uh, uh, 
Maybe he can play next year. I don't know. There you go. There's some research for you. All right. Um, In-depth yeah, analysis I, from the Dusty Bender podcast. Yeah. The, Probably. I don't know. Whatever. So this is this is why we need to fucking. Why don't you guys stream. look it up? Yeah. Hey guys, you ever heard of fucking Yahoo? <laughs> fucking uh, kick on the old AOL and uh, search it yourself. Budding, 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 budding. Yeah. So yeah, I, but I think you know, depending on what who the who the roster casualties and stuff are, he should probably be in the show next year. Agreed. Uh, but I think the other two guys, just to kind of round off our our cracking, yep, random prospect, prospect talk, yeah. talk thoughts. Um, so Shane Wright and who else? Shane Wright, and then there's really two guys that I'm I'm interested in. Everyone else is probably you know, yeah. There's a couple guys that are having okay seasons, but uh, Ty Nelson is having a nice season. That's a nice defender. Heard good things about this guy. Yeah, sh- little sh- little small guy, but uh, very talented. Very talented with the puck. Um, you know, 24 goals in 67 games as a defenseman, just, just a good, a good little player. So I think, I think that's somebody, you know, you'd wish you, you, you wish that he would grow a little bit, but it's just not going to happen at this age, mm. but five ten, I mean, this is the, the NHL is getting a little bit smaller, so he's going to, he's going to be just fine. I mean, Samuel Gerrard is a, is a very good defenseman. Um, and then the other guy is, is what we were talking about earlier. So Furcus. Uh, yeah, Fergus Fergus has ten points in four playoff games this year. So, yeah, he he's he's a good little he's gonna, he's going to be a stud too. So if they you know if they lose some of these guys like you know did you mention Riker? A Riker Evans? Yeah. Uh no no. Okay. Um Riker Evans Riker Evans is he doesn't jump out at me. I I mean um i haven't followed him as much as as really those two you know ty nelson and uh shane wright and, and Furcus, but um yeah, he doesn't he doesn't jump out at me too much but not a you know i i mean he, he's a nice plug-in i think in general for for that kind of stuff okay uh to, to cap that off i i did search up seattle kraken prospects and the top thing comes from the seattle times it was written here in uh not not too long ago in march march 13th uh the ohl playoffs are set to begin march 30th Elsewhere, Kraken prospects Tucker Robertson, David Goyette, and Kyle Jackson are poised to finish in the top 20 in OHL regular season points. Pretty good. Excellent. I've heard a few things about Goyette. Yeah? Um, yeah, heard, heard a couple things. So, uh, Tucker was a 2022 fourth round pick. David Goyette was a 2022 second round pick. For 40 goals and 46 assists, not bad. Uh, and then Kyle Jackson was a 2022 seventh round pick, 31 goals and 50 assists. Yeah. Not bad. These are not these are not bad numbers. That's why Francis held on to his fucking draft picks, man. Because he just oh, so this is arrogance. He's big dick Francing Francising us. Yeah, hundred percent. He's, he's like, he's I don't, I don't need to trade for people because I'm so good at recognizing talent. <laughs> yeah arrogant prick <laughs> you gotta be super arrogant prick to be a gm i guess that's very true that's very true all right let's wrap up the show here with a chat quickly about uh, the idea of something that i think in the in the old days when we were growing up into hockey was pretty unheard of but now is becoming more and more of a trend as more sports do this uh more and more players are sitting out their star players 
for either rest for the playoffs or to keep them from risking injury. Yeah. Uh, I think the most recent one was uh, Mitch Marner is actually sitting. Oh, I know Patty Kane did tonight. Yes, Patty Kane. Well, uh, are, so first off, are we okay with us pretending that they're hurt? Because a lot of them don't come out and say, like, oh, we're resting this guy for the playoffs. They, they oh, Patty Kane's got a upper body injury. He's got a boo boo. I've heard a yeah. lot of boo boo lately. Yeah, like it's the same. It's the same type of like obscure bullshit that we hear around play uh, All Star break yeah. when player when Sidney Crosby doesn't want to go to the All Star game. We just hear like general soreness or right. Yeah, rest and relaxation, video games, but. Body body injury. <laughs> there he is an tired. injury to his body, and he will be resting it. Just says body. It doesn't. ESPN is so pissed off because they can't even put fucking upper or lower. Just god fucking damn it. Injured. It just says injury. Injured. Hurt. He's ouch. <laughs> is that from Letterkenny? Yeah. Are, are you injured or are you hurt? hurt bro <laughs> yeah uh i mean to kind of jump in just kind of chat about it i think should i do you th- first off do you think it's okay that they're doing it now as it gets more into the game or should it be like should we embrace it more i mean i i have i i really am very conflicted here i, I me too because for one as a player i would love it mm-hmm. right i would love to take but but here's my thing and this it's is an 82 this game is, season it's fucking it's a long, long it's a long season this yeah. is where i differ a little bit okay. i would i wouldn't mind i got this shit locked up i'm in the east i know who i'm playing we're not moving i got 5 games left i'm going to take 3 games off yeah. But I want those last two games, and the reason I want those last two games is I don't want any sort of mind games, rust, bullshit going on right. my first game of the playoffs. I want to have just been – I, I want to just be as fresh as everybody else. You almost want to stagger it. Like maybe like you play every other game. Yeah, I, I think something like that makes more sense than being like, yeah, I mean, you know, our spot's locked up. I'm not going to play Vegas the last two games. right? Or I'm not going to play the crack in the last two games if I'm Jack Eichel. Right, like, I I'm not like that. I I want, I, I it's the same. I mean, with Vegas, with Vegas's injuries in the past, uh, true, I, I, true, maybe. That, I mean, the team has the worst luck with injuries. I just think back to to when I was playing, you know, competitively, right at a, at a at a actual. It actually fucking mattered, right? You know, I I almost preferred playing that second game a little bit tired because my mind was still fucking in it. Yeah. Right. So I I don't know. I I think I think that's where I'm at. I think I think it's weird because I think the NHL does actually have a rule to where like guys do kind of have to be hurt. Right. Like there's got to be something I know. I know like, um, you know, they they can't just be like, yeah, yeah, they're just uh, just taking a maintenance day. Well, can't you scratch them? Yeah, I mean, you, you could scratch them. Right. So I think but it's just, you know, I think it's just interesting that like we kind of use this like. Oh, you know he's he's in, he's kind of injured instead of just saying yeah, or scratching his ass. But I right. think it's I think it's I think it's because or even just being more direct, we're resting him. We're resting him exactly. 
and so you know i think i think it sucks it, it, it what it kind of reminds me of is um this is they weren't resting zegers but at the ducks game there was a little kid with a sign that basically just said i drove you know fucking eight hours to come see zegers play and he's not even in the fucking lineup right right and and you know same thing with and, and terry's was a little more understandable kind of his wife was like about ready to pop a baby out of her and so he was like i'm not going on a road trip so if someone was coming just to watch terry like that sucks but it kind of makes sense but sure i i don't know for, so I, I differ from like a fan's perspective and a and a player having been a, a hockey player in the past um i don't consider myself a hockey player anymore but <laughs> hockey enthusiast i, I am a, a, a skater every couple of months that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I, I think I agree with you on this in the sense that, you know, the fi- the five hundred hockey men hate this. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is so unhockey that it makes their head spin. Mm-hmm. How dare you sit a game that you could play? Right. Um, and I think that from. I think just solely based on that argument, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that you know just going because it's been hockey culture forever, because uh, we've we've already that ship has sailed. We'll put it that way. As and you're talking to two guys that like to hang on to a lot of the traditional you know aspects of the game. I, I will say that you know we, we, that ship has sailed on you know old stereotypes and taboos on like I don't think that there's any especially if, like, fuck if I'm the Boston Bruins. And and especially in this league where like there's almost a minor taboo to winning the president's trophy, right? Uh, like I could give two fucks less. They should have you know, thought of that fucking twenty games ago, then. Right. So you kind of I think it's an internal decision, and it, it should absolutely be allowed. It should absolutely be allowed. It should absolutely you wouldn't you, you don't have it shouldn't be a situation where you have to like make up some fucking fake injury to bring these guys in. And I understand that you know in order to bring in order to emergency call up somebody the rest of me an injury or blah 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 blah. But whatever the case may be, I, I think that that's just a it's very antiquated in that sense. Um, I'm not necessarily saying encourage it. Like I'm not saying that you know these last couple games, you know when when. For example, when the Kraken take on Vegas, I'm not saying that, you know, Henderson plays Coachella basically, but in different jerseys. Right. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that if, if you want to, if maybe, maybe talk to the players, you know, do you, Hey, do you want to go out tonight? Is that, is that something that you're wanting to do? Is that something, would you rather rest for the playoffs or do you want to stay fresh? talk to them and and let them at least have the choice i'm sure yeah i'm sure they do i think the only other thing that concerns me a little bit with the sitting out part of it just being a player right i I wouldn't mind rest at the end of the season i think that that makes total sense but i think i think there's a really easy way for teams to abuse especially salary cap restrictions yeah with that kind of stuff um and so i think i'm sure that plays a role into some of that um yeah. Well, and then that just comes down to having to rewrite the rules, you know. Like you got to, yeah, you got to. Good fucking that. luck. Dude. Right. I understand that that's not, you know, but it's something that could be, you know, addressed. I don't know. It. I don't think there's a, a a total right answer for it, but I do think that I think one or all of the like encouraging it. I don't like. I said I don't want to see 
Coachella playing Henderson in these last two games of the season. But I also don't want these players completely forced to play in meaningless games when you, I mean, it's, it's strategic, right. you know, it's it less likelihood of them getting hurt if they play this less game. And especially if you're playing teams that like the fucking coyotes or something where they got nothing to lose. No, Brian's they're going to be hacking shins chucks, all fucking yeah. night. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, it, the last thing you want is to injure one of your, star players or even one of your influential players like even if brendan tenev goes down in this next arizona game it's a problem yeah yeah you know we can't lose anybody on this roster really to a stupid injury against the coyotes which i mean their season was done back in fucking november as a fan i want a refund based on the percentage of starting players (laughs) that are playing in the game that i go to yeah i it's fuck I agree with you, but I think that that sets a dangerous precedent of like opening the door for like, you know, the like that, the, you know, that very first cracking game we went to where they played the Ducks and the Kraken lost like five two, like I and then me going and demanding my money back because the Kraken played bad. <laughs> There's Karen's and, and Kevin's out there that would. Yeah. Like if your team loses by five, you get an automatic refund. <laughs> or beers. Or beers at the fucking game or the bar or cheaper yeah, or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, free drink. Who fucking knows? Sure. I don't know, man. Who knows? But in any case, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess where I fall is in the middle on that in the sense of, like, I, I think it just be up to the player. 100%. You know, it, it, it's a coaching decision at the end of the day. Like, I don't think players should just be able to say, like, oh, I'm not playing tonight. I don't think it's that. But I think players should be – coaches – players should have the freedom to be able to go up to their coaches and say, hey – you know, I think that this is probably best if I don't play tonight. And the coaches should have the decision to be able, and the freedom to be able to be like, look, he's not going to play tonight. Yeah. We're, we're resting him for the playoffs. This game is meaningless. We're going to give some young guys some time. You know, we're going to get, we're going to let their family take pictures of this kid in a professional Jersey. And we're going to give him some looks and we're going to get ready for the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I, I think, I think so. But this, I, I think where the problem is is that, you know, the 500 hockey men would argue that this is a dangerous precedent and then we start becoming other sports where they rest, you know, they, they just openly don't have their star players playing in meaningless games. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get that, but at the end of the day, I just, I don't know, maybe the culture, I'm maybe I'm not as worried about it is because the, ho- the culture of hockey is different. Yeah, I mean, guys want to play. It's just, yeah. you know, sometimes you need to rest. I saw a tweet today. That someone basically just said, you deserve to rest. Like, it's not a privilege to rest. It's a, you know, you need rest occasionally, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's you can't just be 100% the rest of your life. You're going to die early or Can something. More? That's not that's not a direct quote. That's a interpretation. Uh, copyright. Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. Is that it? I think that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We really appreciate your guys' support, you guys downloading the show, listening to us. We, we hope you have fun. 
Uh, please leave us a nice review on whatever podcast you're listening in on, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review on there. Uh, it really does a lot for our numbers, and that makes us happy. It makes our advertisers happy, which allows us to grow this and maybe one day become something that uh, isn't just once a week. Maybe we, we, we expand it. So please support us on whatever platform that you can be on and listen to us wherever you can. Uh, follow us on social media. We're, we're pretty active on both Twitter and Facebook. So come over there, talk talk some shit to us. We love that. We'll we'll throw you, we'll, we'll obviously shout you out on the show. We have a good track record to doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, boy, I think I think that's it. That's it. Shout out to our shout out to our sponsors: Hockey Podcast Network, The Hub Tavern, and John Miller. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.